The following is brought to you by the Leave It in the Ring podcast network. All boxing, no filter. Greetings and welcome to the Boxing Esquire podcast. Welcome to another edition of the Boxing Esquire podcast presented by The Ring and RingTV.com and distributed by the Leave It in the Ring network. It was my pleasure to have as my guest on this episode the Vice President of Communications at Heyman Sports, uh, Mr. Tim Smith. We spoke about the PBC's game plan and not rushing to be the first to come back to the airways post-COVID and how their schedule of fights came together over the months that they were off air. We got into the difficulties of putting on shows with the various medical and logistical problems associated with COVID and how PBC prepared for the inevitability of a fighter testing positives that happened on their very first show with Stephen Fulton. We then spoke about the excellent schedule of fights that PBC rolled out on Showtime, including the Charlo Share pay-per-view, the Tank and Santa Cruz pay-per-view, Ubali, Donaire, and all those other great fights. We also got into what to expect for the upcoming schedule for PBC on Fox. It's a really fun conversation, as it always is with Tim. Hope you enjoy. I am excited to have as my guest on this episode a proud uh, University of Georgia alum, former sports writer for the New York Times, New York Daily News, and uh, a number of other papers, and uh, currently the Vice President of Communications at Heyman Sports, the one and only Tim Smith. Welcome back to the Boxing Esquire podcast, Tim. Well, thanks for having me back. Typically, I, I appear on shows and they don't have me back, so I'm very happy that uh, you, <laughs> that, I, that I didn't soil the bed uh, so badly the last time that you would have me back. <laughs> you know, always always love having you on, man. You guys, you know, obviously you, you work for, uh, you know, the, the, the pretty much the, 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 top, uh, the top organization in the sport right now. Just, you know, first... Obviously, you know, I have to ask you, the, the first question is, is just, you know, how are you and your family doing during these crazy times, man? How are you guys coping with the, with the pandemic? Well, I, 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 my wife does not allow me to go to the supermarket. Mm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so so she, keeps, she, she keeps me out of harm's way. And mm. then when I do, you know, take a foray out, I, I uh, wear a mask. But, you know, for the most part, we, we're just being very careful. Uh, we're doing the things that you know, the doctors and the science authorities are saying, you know, wear the mask, frequent hand washing, you know, social distancing, you know, not having uh, people over into the house and, and I type thing, you know, just relatives and, you know, that that's about it. But uh, no, you know, not going out to restaurants or anything like that, but just trying to, you know, trying to avoid uh, unnecessary risk and, and just being careful. That's a, that's about it. And, you know, thank God so far it's worked. So, you know, we're going to continue to do that. And, um, you know, and I, and I hope everybody else out there is, you know, are, are doing the same things and washing their hands and just staying safe, you know, because, you know, this is, uh, these are crazy times that we're living in. And this pandemic is, uh, is certainly nothing to play around with, nothing to joke about. So I just hope everybody's being safe. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
So let's talk about the the PBC being back. I mean, uh, you know, PBC took yeah, a little, took yeah. a little longer, you know, than than other uh, promotional companies. You know, UFC and Top Rank kind of done a number of shows on ESPN. Uh, PBC maybe took a little more thoughtful approach. Uh, <laughs> you guys have been off the air mm-hmm. since uh, mm-hmm. since March third uh, with uh, Hellenius and Kanaki uh, that fight. So just uh, talk a little bit about PBC strategy and hanging back while uh, while others are rushing in. Well, hanging back, but also working. Um, right. You know, we have a number of uh, of champions. We have a number of, of guys that are, you know, top contenders and everything. But, uh, you know, you want them to be able to come back during the, you know, during the time uh, where you can put them in meaningful matches, but you want them to be safe as well. So a lot of the time has been spent uh, putting together uh, those meaningful matches, championship matches, you know, high caliber 50-50 matchups, you know, working working on matches to, to to build the prospects and keep the contenders climbing the ladder, and then just working on the safety protocols, you know, just taking a page from from the book of everybody that's come back in sports, and also taking the uh, advice of all the healthcare experts and you know, the, uh, the, the governmental authorities that, uh, that are, are overseeing the protocols and everything. But, you know, you don't want to come back or we didn't want to come back just for the sake of being the first one out of the gate and, you know, coming back and, and, and you know, and, and not having a, a good enough product that, you know, uh, were, that we'd be proud to put the PBC label on. Um, you know, and, and be in a situation where if someone did, you know, come down with, uh, COVID that, uh, we would, uh, we would be able to, uh, to, to have in place an adequate replacement so that you wouldn't lose the match and the match would remain competitive. So that is, you know, part of, of the delay in coming back because you have to take all those variables into consideration and, you know, everybody that has been involved on that side has done a remarkable job with having contingencies in place, you know, so that those matches don't suffer uh, or they don't get scratched completely because you don't want to do a disservice to your network partner and leave them high and dry. And, and they would have an inferior product to, to put on the air. And you don't want to disappoint the fans. And, you know, uh, at the end of the day, it is an entertainment business and you want the people to tune in. Uh, that that tune in you want them to be entertained so you don't want a lot of showcase fights or a lot of mismatches and you want championship matches where there's something on the line uh so that both the you know both the participants are going at it fairly uh fairly hard because they want a coveted prize they want a world championship so uh i say all of that to say that we took a measured approach and came back with uh with a product that we think everybody is going to enjoy and something that we would be proud to put the PBC label on. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I, I have to say PBC, you know, came back with a with a huge bang, you know, and uh, a noticeably better schedule than, uh, than what's been going on so far. Um, <laughs> I also heard you on the uh, the PBC podcast the other day. You know, I want to shout out uh, Kenneth and Michael. They do an excellent job on that where uh, you said that, yeah, PBC wanted a higher level of competition that you guys made a, con- a concerted effort to, to, to not have showcase fights and you wanted more 50-50 fights. So talk a little bit about that. 
Yeah, I, I, I think, you know, well, we're sort of also picking up where we, uh, you know, where we left off. Uh, the Jamal James, Thomas Delorme fight was, you know, one of the first fights that got scheduled. So we're picking up with that, um, you know, and uh, David Benavidez uh, was scheduled to go into his hometown of Phoenix. So we're picking up with that. And then, you know, we had a lot of guys that were, um, you know, that were slated to, to, to fight. Uh, and, you know, as it went along, I think, uh, I think, uh, Leo Santa Cruz and Gervonta Davis were supposed to fight in July. Um, you know, so that's good. And it's compressing it over the last six months. And so you're going to get those matchups that were on the, on the books, just in a compressed time frame. Um, so everything, pretty much everything that you wanted to see from guys this year in 2020, I think you're going to be able to see that in, you know, between August and December, mm. uh, if that makes any sense. Right. Uh, so with that, in, with, with that in mind, you know, you're going to see uh, the Charlos in meaningful fights. You're going to see jo- Jamal, against Deverachenko, you're going to see Jamel in a, you know, in a title unification uh, against uh, Jason Rosario. So you're going to see, you know, some of the matches that, uh, that you wanted to see in 2020 in that time frame. And I think it's important not to miss a beat with those because you don't want to have a situation where, the natural progression of what you would see in 2021 has been stilted or stopped so much in 2020 that you got a backlog or, you know, guys are getting older, guys get hurt, you know, guy for whatever reason, guys gain weight, they can't make a weight class or whatever. Then you don't get those matches in 2021 because there was a log jam or you didn't get to them in 2020. We're going to try to clear the books on some of the high profile fights in 2020 so that in 2021, there's going to be a natural progression to bigger and better fights. Uh, so, uh, we, we want to make sure that we get those fights that people want to see and that people are going to tune into. And then you're, we want to make sure that you're going to be able to see, you know, the, the stars in the welterweight division, uh, you know, fight, uh, we're going to do, we're going to do everything possible to, to slate, you know, uh, every, everybody that you want to see from the heavyweights to the junior middleweights to the 168 pounders to, you know, uh, to, to, uh, you know, to the 122 pounders to the lightweights to the, you know, junior lightweights. We're going to try to, within the framework of what we have to work with, we're going to try to get all those guys. Uh, out there and on stage, uh, whether we'll be able to succeed in doing that or not. Uh, I don't know whether we'll be able to get everyone on that stage, but we're going to try our very best. Uh, and we have, we have a lot of, you know, we, we, we have a lot of landing spots for people. I mean, we got six Fox shows, we got 12 FS1 shows and we got the, uh, the six, uh, Showtime shows or eight Showtime shows. So we have, uh, landing spots for a lot of guys, and we're just we're going to try to we're going to try to fill up those spots with as many good good fights as we possibly can. 
and you know and 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 the pay-per-views that we're going to do we're going to try to you know to stock them with you know really good championship fights that people want to see excellent excellent so i guess you know was there any concern i mean it really wasn't that long a layoff but it's fairly long layoff with just uh or was there even resistance to for guys to to take tough fights or were they just kind of like chomping at the bit to to get back I think guys that just want to get – I think guys want to get back. I think they want to get back, and they want to be in meaningful fights. Right. They want to be in fights where people, you know, say, hey, this is, you know, this guy's testing himself. And they want to test themselves. They don't want to go into the gym and just, you know, work out for the sake of working out and then be in a, in a walkover. You know, these guys are competitive, and they hear what people say – you know, and they're not sidestepping anyone. They want these tough fights. Um, so I don't think there was any hesitance or any hesitation on the part of, of guys when these fights were presented to them. You know, they, I don't think they said, no, I don't want that guy. He's too tough. I think they wanted to step up and, and, and make these fights. Right, right. So take me behind the scenes. You, you know, you've got the, the, the show coming up, uh, you know, the first PBC show in a couple of months and, and, and the first one for the, uh, for the pandemic. Um, just wanted to get into, you know, you know all, all the sports and, and, and boxing is, is, is amongst them. You know, they, you all have to set up some sort of, you know, bubble. And uh, and and I uh, just wanted to get into some of the behind the scenes things, and and of course my first question is just how crazy uh, is uh, Mr. Lamont Jones uh, <laughs> right now with having to sort through all the all the commission protocols and paperwork and liability yeah. stuff. I mean, how's Lamont doing? <laughs> I spoke I spoke to Lamont earlier. He seemed to be doing fine. He was. He was quarantined in his room because he took his test, you know, this morning. Mm. And I guess he's got to he's got to stay there until he gets the results, and he can't uh, really can't go outside of that room. But I think you know those protocols that are in place are, are are very good protocols. I don't know the entire detail of like you know what it is, but I know that there's a lot of testing involved. I know before people get there, they have to be tested in their um, you know in their hometown before they leave home. Then once they get there, they have to be administered another test, and uh, and then they, you know, then they are within the the the, the bubble of of you know moving back and forth between the secure areas and everything, uh, and then you know they have to take another test before they can go into the 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 arena where the fights are going to happen. So there's a lot of testing that's going on, and I know. You know, a lot of our fighters have been tested multiple times, right. multiple times leading up to this to make sure that they were, you know, healthy even before they got to uh, got to the 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 hotel and the and the arena. So, um, you know, so all of that uh, is in place so that you have an environment where, you know, no one is going to get sick, obviously. You know, there are occasions where people get sick, and we've had that this week with Stephen Fulton. Right. You know, but but that in and of itself shows that these protocols work because he never got into the containment area of the arena. Uh, so, you know, they caught it before he could get that far. Uh, you know, so unfortunately he, you know, had to be replaced in, uh, in the main event. But... You know, the replacement is uh, equally, 
you know, up to the task. He's a, he's an undefeated, you know, young fighter. And again, he comes in with an opportunity. He was going to be fighting in a uh, title eliminator, but he got a battlefield promotion and now he's got a chance at a world title. So, <laughs> um, you know, in this particular case, it worked out for him, right. you know, but, but again, it's a, it's a matter of having those people in place so that you don't lose the quality of the matchup, you know, and, and, and that's very, uh, foresighted on the part of the, the people that we have putting these uh, matches together and putting these shows together. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I, I also heard, I mean, is it, is it Connecticut that's really, um, or, or actually it's the Mohegan commission that that's, that's really tough because I think someone was telling me that, that like, you know, for these fights, you know, it's like you're, you're filling out paperwork as to who you've been in contact with for the past few weeks. And then maybe even like who those folks have been in contact with for the, for the few weeks. Yeah. They got some, they got some incredible contract tracing going on there. Um, you know, so, uh, yeah, there's a lot of paperwork involved. I know the people that are, you know, handling the paperwork every time I talk to them, they're, they're like, what do you want? Get off the phone. I got to go back. To <laughs> I'm swamped here. You know? Right. So, right. So, yeah, there, there's a, there's a, you know, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of, you know, contract, uh, contact tracing and stuff you know, as to who you, you know, who you've been around and everything. So, um, and I, and I think, you know, a large, to a large degree, you know, uh, guys have been very, very careful in their gym, uh, in, in their workouts and in their gyms, making sure that, you know, they're the only ones that are in the gym working out and that, you know, those gyms are cleaned, you know, after they leave and, and, and they're clean when they get there. So, you know, they're, even before they leave home, I think a lot of uh, things are in place for them to be safe before they arrive on site. Absolutely, and uh, you know this the the first show. You know, it's just another example too, just how unpredictable this virus is. Because I mean, you know, Stephen Fulton, like you said, I mean, I'm sure he was tested before, and then he, and then he comes to the fight, and um, you know, Top Ranks had just so many fights fall out because of this, and it's you know, guys seem to be fine, and they come and, and they test, and then they get a positive test. Sometimes it's a false positive. It's just absolutely bananas. But like you said, I mean, PBC's prepared for this because they have. Uh, you know, we'll talk about the main event. I mean, Jermaine Williams uh, undefeated. I mean, in, in this coming Saturday, you know, in the in the main event, you got Angelo Leo and Tremaine Williams, two nineteen and zero kids. Uh, Fighting for the vacant uh, WBO mm-hmm. Junior Featherweight title, um, yeah. Talk about uh, talk about the matchup with uh, you know yeah. Angelo and yeah. Tremaine. Go ahead, talk. You know, I mean, uh, yeah. I, th- I, you know what? I was looking forward to this to this fight because uh, to the to the Fulton fight right. because I had I basically followed Fulton, you know, quite a bit. And I didn't know very much about Angelo Leo. And then I started looking, you know, back at some of the, some of his accomplishments and stuff. And this, no one has given this kid anything. Right. I mean, he has like fought for everything that he's gotten, you know, and he's like one of those old school guys that had to earn his way to where he is right now. And, you know, he's just not going to be denied. And, you know, and to me, the intriguing thing about this is, you know, what's Tremaine Williams's mindset going to be, you know, do, how do you, how do you get yourself, you know, ready for, you know, you were, you were, you were, you were trained. First of all, you're training for someone else. Right. Then two days later, you get another guy 
but not only another guy, the moment changes. Right. It's like, oh my goodness, now you know I'm fighting for a world championship. I wasn't fighting for a world championship before. I mean, it, it, does the magnitude of the moment change for him to the point where it becomes overwhelming? So it's kind of the, the intrigue in this to me is to see how Tremaine Williams handles, you know, going from one position to another, uh, you know, under the bright lights. There's no crowd there, but just the moment sometimes can affect guys. And so it's going to be interesting for me to see how he handles the moment, you know, uh, of this. Is he ready for that moment? So. That's the intrigue for that. And both these guys are very, very skilled. I, I like this matchup. You know, I'm not, I'm not really a, an incredible fan of, like, the smaller guys, but I right. do like this matchup. You know, <laughs> I, I really like this matchup. And, and they're in a division that is, that is right now that is so hot. Yes. I mean, the 122-pound division is so stacked and so hot that if you put on a fantastic performance here, you put yourself in the middle of some intriguing matchups with so many different guys. There's so many guys out there. So, you know, well, I yeah. wouldn't say you go to the head of the pack, but you're you're going to be you're, you're in gonna the mix. Be at the top of the you're going to be in the front row of the class. You're in the front <laughs> row of the class. Yeah. You know, you're in the front row of the class. You know, not necessarily at the head of the class, but you're in the front row of the class. So, it's uh so you know, there there's a lot on the line here and there's some intriguing stuff waiting for the winner. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, I was. Uh, I you know, I actually uh, I, I listened to the teleconference uh, that that Showtime did, and and they had uh, Stephen and Angelo on, and I kind of asked them, you know, because PBC very stealthily, quietly has like stacked up, um, uh, you know, a, a, a pretty much you know the most of the top fighters at 122 <laughs> pounds, like Ray Vargas. WBC mm. champ, hey, PBC. Mm-hmm. Brandon Figueroa, WBA mm-hmm. champ. We do everything quietly. And, <laughs> yeah, we do everything quietly and stealthily. Have you noticed that? We don't go out and, and blow a trumpet and tell everybody what we're going to do. Because you know what happens when you tell everybody what you're going to do? There's going to be somebody standing in the road They're to make sure you don't you, do yeah. what you say you're going to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. I mean, so, Ray Vargas. There's no reason to, yeah. Brandon Figueroa, and then the winner yeah. of this fight will be the BO champ. And then you got Lewis Neary, who I absolutely love. I love Lewis Neary, and 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 former Bantamweight champ. Neary. And and love Re- Neary. if Rigo wants yeah. to, you know, put on a few more pounds, you got him back there. And Stephen Fulton, once he gets better, you know. And then and then let's talk about the undercard yeah. too of this fight. You got uh, Raiz uh, Alim and and Marcus Bates uh, actually fighting a rematch. But they're also their fight is it is that still going to be uh, an eliminator? between those two guys or, or it's going to be an eliminator. Yeah. It's going to be, it's going to, it's going to be an eliminator. Yeah. It's going to be an eliminator. So, you know, again, these guys have an opportunity to, to be, you know, uh, uh, to be in a position for a world championship. So, right. You know, and, and I mean, you know, the, the thing is, this is, this is basically where, this is basically what you want in terms of matchups is that there's something on the line. Right. You know, that there's something that these guys are fighting for. You right. know, uh, and, and this is not to cast any aspersion on anything that anybody else does or, you know, any other guys that step in the ring. But, you know, you and I have been around this uh, business a long time to know when it's a showcase fight and one guy is not supposed to win. Right. You know, he's just there as the, you know, as the fodder or whatever. And those matchups, you know, yeah, you're building somebody. If it's a prospect, you're building somebody. Or if it's 
to come off of a tough fight. There are places for those fights, but to me, you know, uh, coming off of a pandemic, to me, there's no place for that. If you want, if you want boxing fans to be excited, there's not a real place for that, you right. know? Um, and you, but you, but you got to do what you got to do, but I just don't, I like when there's something on the line, right? You right. know, and, and I like it for and I like it for these guys that they are getting in the ring and they're you know they're they're fighting for something and it's just a, you know, so it's a fun atmosphere, you know, and, it, and it's a great atmosphere for them to be in, you know. Yeah, so. I, I forgot I forgot Daniel Roman too. I mean, another really awesome fighter at 22. So, well, oh, it, that's right. Yeah, I mean, yeah. really, I mean, PBC. Yeah. I mean, the, you know, the great thing yeah. about it, like you said, I mean, you know, we've talked about this before on the podcast, but like fights leading to fights. You know, like, like mm-hmm. you know, that's you know, I remember you saying when you were a sports writer that was like a frustration of of, of people when they would talk to you about boxing is like. You know, you they'd be like, oh yeah, yeah okay, you know, the, the, that's a great fight. But then, you know, are they going to fight this guy? You're like, eh, no, that fight's not going to lead that fight. But yeah, the, maybe, maybe not. Right. You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that the was, fact when that I, when I was working at the New York Times, my, I, yeah, I, when I was working at the New York Times, my 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 editor couldn't understand boxing, right? Because you know he he, he was he was more oriented toward baseball and football and basketball. And you play a game, you win, and you know. You win the division, then you're going to play, you know, for the division championship, and then you're going to play, right. you know, for the real championship. And in boxing, you would go, okay, this guy is, you know, he's a number one contender, and he's fighting in an eliminator, and he and my boss would be like, well, okay, is he going to fight the champion if he wins this? Yeah, well, maybe. <laughs> what do you mean, maybe? <laughs> yeah, the, you know, is he, is, yeah, you know. So you got to like try to explain that there are variables that this guy is with that guy. Right. And, you know, the sanctioning organization's got to like be involved, and he's like, and you know, number five could actually fight number one, and <laughs> you know, and so it, it's very difficult. But right. but I like the fact that these guys are in fights and. And they're and, and they're in position to you know to get some things done. So, uh, so yeah, we we we've really been trying to make some meaningful fights and you know make some headway. And we've been able to make some headway in the welterweight division. Get you know the unification there with uh, Spence having two titles. Been really in a good position in the uh, 154 pound division right. to make unification there and you know and and try to get uh, you know get a um, get a consensus uh, champion there, but the 154 pound division is just so any given Saturday night. You it's know, great like actually. Yeah. I mean, it's, <laughs> and that's a fantastic thing. Yeah. 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 You just never know. Right. Right. I you mean, who it. saw Jason Rosario beating uh, J rock? I didn't definitely didn't see that coming. Right. That was, that but, was probably know, the biggest makes, upset makes of for, the year. Makes for good, makes for good stories. Absolutely. Yeah, that was the upset of the year, in my in my estimation. In my estimation, now you know Rosario's got a chance to prove that he wasn't uh, that what he did wasn't a fluke. He's right. Got a chance to, you know, to prove that against Jamel. You know, so. But anyway, I digress. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You were at it. 
<laughs> no, 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 man. Yeah, we, you know, we, we were talking, yeah, just about fights leading to fights, you know. And like you said, you know, I mean, you know, uh, other major sports have that structure where they have playoffs and, and so on, or they have division titles, playoffs, you know, and, and Super Bowl, World Series, whatever. Yeah, boxing yeah. right now doesn't have that, you know. And uh, I mean, the World Boxing Super Series has attempted to do something along those lines, but we were still not there yet. But but speaking of great yeah. schedules yeah. and fights leading yeah. to fights, let's let's get into uh let's get into showtime's rollout you know and i, well, I did have a question like you know, I, you know i thought showtime mm-hmm. was going out of the boxing business then aren't they supposed to be going out of the boxing business <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know you know you, you, you know here's the thing that always Here's the thing that always surprises me is how, you know, boxing writing is like an echo chamber. <laughs> and, you know, and it's just groupthink. And, and, when you, and when you look at it and when you think about it, it's like, what would make you think that they're going out of business? Now, if you were doing some reporting and you found out that maybe the new owner of, uh, you know, CBS, Viacom, if Tom had somebody there and they were like you know you talk to somebody that was on the board of viacom and you know they said oh i'm going to make it my business to get rid of boxing and you wrote a story about that then you could say well you know what showtime isn't long for this world because there's a guy on the board of directors of viacom that hates boxing and doesn't think it's worth it right but it's a (laughs) you know showtime is a subscription business it's not tied to ratings it's tied to subscriptions now if they started like dropping subscribers because subscribers said, Oh, I hate boxing. And <laughs> they just started to lose, you know, a couple of million subscribers. And then they did research and found out that those couple of million people that left left because they hated boxing. Then they, then they'd be going like, you know what? We got to get out of boxing. Screw boxing right. Programming <laughs> to try to bring those people back. Right. 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 But as far as I know, there hasn't been a mass exodus of people. And yeah, while ratings are important and, you know, people like to, you know, know what's, you know, being seen by people in ratings and everything, they have a commitment to the sport. They have a history, uh, you know, in the sport. And despite the the noise in the echo chamber, they were still getting good matches. They were still getting good, entertaining fights. And I got to tell you, Showbox is a nice, entertaining series. Right, right. You know, you see a lot of guys that are developed on that series. Absolutely. So, you know, the whole thing with, with, you know, with, uh, with people saying they're going out of business, are you looking at the overall product <laughs> or are you just part of the echo chamber? Right. And I always thought, and I always thought, you know, during the pandemic that of all of the, the entities that were in boxing, that Showtime was best suited to spin out and and be in a position to 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 have some really meaningful fights and be able to 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 come to come out on its feet because they had the ability to continue to pay people. They had a budget that right. they hadn't they weren't going to tap into for four months, and I don't think CBS or Viacom came came there and said, "Give me back my, give me back the money that you budgeted for these fights." <laughs> right. Because the, because the programming was going to spend forward. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So you can go out and you can spend some money, and you can and you can continue to pay guys what you've been paying them before. 
you know, and I thought that Showtime was in the best position to do that, to make meaningful, interesting, compelling matches and spin out of the pandemic, you know, uh, in, 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 in good shape. And, you know, going back to last year, I still thought that Showtime was going to be able to make some, some good matches. They still had some quality they had still had some quality fighters that were still fighting on the network, despite, you know, uh, some of the, some of them being shifted over to Fox, but think about it. Everybody can't fight on Fox, right? Somebody's got to fight on, you know, somebody's got to fight on, uh, on Showtime and premier boxing champions is the feeder system for both networks. Right. Right. So it's not like, you know, uh, Showtime has top rank and Fox has just, you know, PBC and, and match rumor or golden boy or it's split. And none of these guys are going to be able to cross pollinate or anything. The PBC is going to put guys on either network, depending on what works for each network. And, you know, Showtime is going to be in a position to bid for fights, right? You know, they're going to bid for the fights that make sense for them. Right. You know, so it, 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 it I just, I just, I, I can never understand why people just, you know, and I don't say people because I think fans sort of get it, but I can never understand why writers don't think a little bit more about what they write or do a little bit more reporting and try to understand what it is that they're, they're, they're saying or what it is that they're reporting on, you know, uh, make a couple of phone calls, make some phone calls, talk to some people you know, and get an understanding of what the sport is all about. But don't get caught in in a situation where you're just buying something that somebody says because they're pushing an agenda or a narrative or whatever. You know, and don't get caught in an echo chamber where you're just repeating something that someone else says because you think it's the popular opinion to have. Right. You know, particularly with no basis, with no foundation for what you're saying. So, uh, but yeah, I... I digressed again, <laughs> but I'm very, I'm just very passionate about, I'm just very passionate about people thinking. Right. Well, I think it also, just think, it, just think sometimes. I think it also helps that, 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 that Showtime has a really sharp person who absolutely loves the sport and has a ton of experience in it, you know, running things as well. And Steven Espinosa, I mean, he's a guy who obviously loves the sport and, and is, you know, very strategic and, uh, and I think you know he's he's done wonders for Showtime Boxing. <laughs> you know, I mean they're they're lucky to have him. Yeah, <laughs> and people, yeah, yeah, and people forget that people forget that you know he he's been around boxing. He was like Golden Boy's attorney. You know, he I mean he's been around boxing for a long time, and he knows the sport. And he like you said, he likes the sport. So, you know, why why do you think he doesn't uh, he doesn't understand the sport or doesn't know what's going on? I, I don't get that. And why are you minimizing his knowledge and his ability to program, uh, you know, program boxing for that network? I don't get that. But, hey, I'm just I'm over here. I'm not on that side. But, you know, eh, whatever. <laughs> we're just we're just keeping our nose to the grindstone, just trying to make some good fights and see what happens. But, you know, we're not we're not out there broadcasting to the world that, you know, that we're going to do this or we're going to do that. We're just you know, making some fights that people want to see and hopefully people are going to be entertained by it. Hello?
Oh, hello, hello, hello. <laughs> did I drop out for a second? Yeah, yeah, hello, hello, hello. Okay. Hello. <laughs> yeah, you did. You dropped out for a long time. For, okay. For a few seconds. Okay, okay, okay. Okay. I think, uh, I don't know, maybe the connection went out uh, on this. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I was saying, I think it's really interesting that, uh, you know, just just in for the PBC in planning these shows, I mean, with, with no audience, um, you know, you don't necessarily have to put on an undercard. And and with Showtime, you know, you also don't have like, you know, with Fox, you know, you've got a, you've got like two hours of programming. Like you have to, you know, nail it, you know, and, and, mm-hmm. and, and time things out. Whereas mm-hmm. Showtime, the fights happen. If they end early, then they end early. You know, they don't, you don't have to tap dance. For yeah, the, we for go the home. Two. Yeah, you go home. So, yeah. um, so it's interesting. We go home. Because you have like you have three, you know. Generally, for these for these cards, it looks like. I mean, I I don't know if the cards are are, are actually bigger than they appear on Boxrec, but um, it appears that you you know you guys are doing like three fights. You're just doing you're doing the TV fights and 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 you're good. Yeah. Um, yeah. But at the same time, yeah. you know, when when guys fall out, I mean, obviously you 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 got to have some some guys kind of in reserve as well. So um, it's got to be a balancing yeah. act. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a balancing act, and you got and you got and you got the reserves to the reserves. Right, <laughs> you got reserves right. to the reserves, you know. <laughs> so, so yeah, you know, and 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 guess what? That costs money because yes. you can't tell a guy, you know, we're gonna we're gonna call on you, and you got to be ready without making sure you're, you know, paying some training expenses and that kind of thing. You know what I'm saying? So right. you got to make sure that these guys are ready when you call on them, right? You know, and make sure they've been in the gym. You know, and, and, you know, and, and say, look, this is a real opportunity here. You got an opportunity to fight on television, you know, and, and, and that still is important to some guys. Some guys still, you know, like the thrill of being able to, you know, say, look, Ma, I'm on TV, you know? So, <laughs> no, um, it's important. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. But that's yeah. it, that's an interesting aspect, yeah. just just as you know, a, a manager or just as a boxing fan, you know, seeing. I mean, I'm like, you know, wow, commissions are allowing just three fights, but I, you know, when you when you take into consideration all of the COVID stuff, like the the testing, and I mean, it's right, you know, it's it's so expensive right. for one, you know, it's not cheap, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's you yeah. know because PBC is yeah. a big entity and you with do the, multiple fights for yeah. right, right. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm you guys, sorry. you know, I'm sorry. go ahead. No, I was gonna say, I mean, and, and you got a, a ton of cards coming up, and you know, it's like, you know, just constant testing, and yeah, I mean, it's it's man, it's like it's a lot, it's a lot to keep track of, and it's a lot to, a lot it's, to uh, try to pull yeah, off. It, yeah, it's a Herculean effort on the part of a lot of people to just try to make sure that this works and it comes out right, you know. And you don't want to shortchange the fans, you don't want to, you know, endanger the boxers. And they're, you know, and they're corner people because guess what? All these people got to go back home to their families when this is over, right. you know? So you want to make sure that they're, that everyone is, uh, is safe and, you know, uh, uh, you know, we're doing things the right way. So, um, you know, that's a, that's the primary thing is the health and safety of these guys and, and their corner people and their families. So. Absolutely, absolutely. So yeah, man. So so August fifteenth, you got uh, the David Benavides and uh, there's a Romer Alexis Sangulo who's coming off a, a, a nice win over an undefeated fighter, Sims. Um, that's also going to be at Mohegan. Mm-hmm. 
Um, you know, uh, mm-hmm. again, really good undercard fights with uh, Rolando Romero, you know, two undefeated kids, Jackson uh, Marinez, uh, I guess for an interim uh, WBA lightweight title, and Otto Wallin, who almost uh, almost beat Tyson Fury on that cut uh, in there against... He did beat Tyson Fury. They should have stopped that fight. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I think we talked about that. Like, man, if that you was know. in New York, there's no way that fight goes on. Yeah. <laughs> if, that was in, if that was in New York or California and there wasn't a big fight, you know, the, uh, waiting for Fury, they would have stopped that fight. You know they would have stopped that fight on cut. But anyway... Yeah, so we're gonna see what Otto Valin is uh, Valin is uh, made of. You know, he's gonna be fighting Travis Cobb. My man, so both Travis, of those guys yes. are coming off of COVID themselves. Right, right. right. You know, that's, they're that's they're crazy. both coming back from COVID. So, right. you know, that's crazy. So hopefully they still got some antibodies left. <laughs> exactly. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, hopefully the science is right. These guys can't get it again. So those two you shouldn't have to worry about. You know? <laughs> For sure. That is one fight that should come off. Yes. <laughs> That is one. That is one that should come. That is one that should come off. That is one that should definitely come off. You know, but uh, yeah. So you know, that's no, a good card. I'm 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 really anxious to see how David Benavidez, yes. you know, comes back from the layoff. You know, he's one of those guys that you know I, I want to see. Uh, you know, I, I want to see what he's uh, what what uh, you know how he handles himself you know, after such a long layoff and, you know, whether he's still got that hunger and everything. Uh, and, you know, and, and so I'm, I'm really anxious to see what he's going to do. Cause there are some big things waiting in front of him. You know, if he can just, uh, you know, if he can keep it all together. So we'll see that right. I'm, I'm looking forward to that one. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm looking I mean, forward I... to, I'm looking forward to Romero as well. So. Yeah, for sure. Those are two really exciting young fighters, you know. Uh, and Benavides is one of those guys who, you know, he just seems to have like, yeah, like you said, if he can, you know, if he can rein in, you know, the what goes on outside the ring, like, um, and be disciplined. He just seems yeah. to have such high upside with that hand speed and that size and that power. I mean, you know, he's just, you know, and and obviously yeah. you have another hundred and sixty eight pounder, uh, you know, Caleb Plant, who's uh, who's sitting there, and that's a fight that people really want to see. So yeah, I'm definitely looking. I mean, and Gulo's yeah, a guy too who's to just a that. Everybody tough wants dude. to see that fight. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, man. yeah, everybody wants to see that fight. I want to see that fight. <laughs> uh, you know, and these and both those guys are young, man. Right. You know, that's the thing. They're young fighters. You know. I mean, it's not like some guy who's, you know, been at this for a while and just, you know, sort of going through the motions or whatever. But both these guys are young and hungry and, you know, just, just you know, going, yeah, just ready to conquer the world. But, uh, yeah, this is going to be good. And, you know, Benavidez, I like Benavidez because this guy has, like, star power. Mm-hmm. People are attracted to him. Kids are attracted to him. We did a uh, function out in L.A. before he fought Darrell uh, on the uh, Porter and Spence undercard. And we did, like, these open workouts at L.A. Live, and, you know, there's, like, this little plaza at L.A. Live that connects to the street. So we did, like, a uh, these uh, open workouts for the fans and everything. He had more people there uh, for him. And, you know, he was throwing uh, cards and, and candy and signing autographs and, you know, taking pictures. And, 
and, and it was so weird. People were passing their babies for him to hold the baby <laughs> so they could take a picture with the babies. Sort of like, you know, like, like when the kid grows up, they'd be able to say, Hey, when you were a baby, David Benavidez, <laughs> you remember the great star, David Benavidez? And I was like, and I'm like, what is this guy running for mayor of Los Angeles or something? You know, people are passing their babies for him to take pictures with the babies. I mean, he's got like, he's got like incredible star power. People love him. Old people, babies, young people, girls, you know, I mean, everybody like, you know, boxing fans, everybody loved him. I mean, so he's got some kind of, mag, you know, magnetism or charisma or something. There's something about him that people are just attracted to and drawn to. And, uh, you know, if he can, if he can make mm-hmm. his way through this and become a unified champion, he's going to be a megastar. Oh, you know, I'm sure probably he'll go up to 175 and, you know, but he's going to be a really, he's going to be a real, real big star if he can just keep it all together. Well, I think obviously the people, you know, the, the the fight that people would really want to see if you know if, if he had you know gets past Caleb Plant, which certainly is 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 no given. I mean, that's 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 a pretty even fight. Um, but uh, you know, I think Canelo Benavides. I mean, that that would be an unbelievable mm-hmm. fight, man. That would be. An, I, I think we might That'd be, be able unbelievable. To, we might be able to get Canelo to actually go on back on pay per view for that one. <laughs> That you know what? If he doesn't go back on pay per view, that he's a fool. <laughs> he's the dumbest guy to if, to cap himself and what he's capped himself at now to, to take that fight. Yeah, yeah, he's a fool. Yeah, that would you be know, a that, massive that, fight. That, massive. That's a mega. That's a that's a mega fight. Now that's a mega fight. Right. So. Yeah, I'll just I'll just leave, I'll just leave that right there on the doorstep. <laughs> but um, yeah, I'll... <laughs> yeah, Benavides like he just he has that, I'll leave that, that right there on the doorstep. He has that high of an upside, you know. It's like you know maybe people are thinking about him he fighting does. Canelo and yeah. and you know and 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 not thinking that yeah. it's that it's you know I mean that they'd give him a, a shot in that fight. So let's move to uh, to the yeah. to the next showtime uh, to fight. Uh, you know, Erickson Lubin, who's working with my man, you know, Kevin Cunningham down in Florida, uh, going up against uh, Terrell Gaucher. That, that that should be a really good one. That's that's an eliminator. Um, what you what are your thoughts mm-hmm. on that one? Well, you know what, I just love the maturity of Erickson Lubin and how he's been able to work himself back, you know, into into contention. You know, after that, um, after that sudden jarring knockout, yes, uh, which was to me, you know, we didn't even see him get, you know, uh, rolling at all, right? Um, you know, but and, and it just sort of like to me, it was sort of like we got shortchanged. Oh, absolutely! You know, and, I mean that and, that that building was electric for that fight, and 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 it just took all the air out of the building. Like, ah. Oh. Really? <laughs> you know, like everyone yeah. was expecting that yeah, one to just real, be yeah. a classic. It just, yeah. It was it, it had it had all the earmarks of a classic. Right. And again, you know, boxing fans are always talking about, you know, uh you know, PBC doesn't well, it's not boxing fans. It's just some people are like, Oh, PBC doesn't put you know, doesn't match their young guys against each other. You know, they're they're scared to match these guys. <laughs> that was a fight where you had two young lions just like maul ready to maul each other. Oh, but, you I mean, know, and and we just got shortchanged, right. you know. But hey, look at it this way. 
he's putting himself back into position to go back in the lion's den. Right. You know, the winner will be ready to go back into the lion's den. Right. No, absolutely. (laughs) The winner of that one, uh, you got to take that? (laughs) No, 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 no. Okay, good, good, good. Um, yeah, the, yep. the, certainly though. Yeah, the winner of that one, you know, is going to get a, a unified champion. So it makes it makes it even more important uh, that, that for them, you know, to uh, you know, it's it's yeah. the next fight yeah. would be absolutely yeah. huge. And, and you know, <laughs> I mean, don't don't sleep on Terrell Gaucher, but you know, um, I mean, I'm not I'm not looking past him, but he's got his hands cut. He's got his work cut out for him. You know, with with Lubin, that's a tough fight. Absolutely. I mean, that's a really tough fight. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, now there's a and fighter. I was just really impressed with Lubin in the last fight he had. Too, oh, absolutely. So. Yeah, he's he's made a lot of progress under Kevin. Man, he's he's done really well. One fight on yeah. there that's that's you yeah. know where where you know because PBC never works with any other promoters, but you've got uh, Gerard Boots Ennis on there. Um, do you uh, does he have an opponent yet for the for that fight or or, or is it still TBA? No, he he, he doesn't he doesn't. He doesn't have one yet. He's got the old faithful TBA, who's a tough guy. He's never, he's never lost. Um, he's been around for years. Uh, and you, well, I, I can't, I cannot do Boots Ennis any justice. You got to talk to Kenneth about Boots Ennis. He's a, he's a, he's a big Boots Ennis fan. So, <laughs> yeah, he's. I mean, he is absolutely one of the most uh, exciting prospects he's, out that's there. A great thing. And, Although PBC does yeah, have the guy yeah, who beat I, him in and, and, PBC does have the guy who beat him in the Olympic trials, but were you going to do one of the Gary Russells? So I think is it Antoine Gary Antoine maybe beat him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, Gary Antoine, I think one. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, Jerron Jerron Ennis is the real deal. I'm you know I, I make fun. I make I, you know I kid with Kenneth all the time about this because he just loves this kid. But he's a he's a real deal. He's the authentic you know character. I just I'm just waiting for him to get that opportunity, you know, in in a meaningful kind of step up fight to just to see, you know, he needs that gatekeeper kind of guy, you right, know, right, uh, just right. uh, just to see where he is. Um, but, uh, you know, let's, let's see how he progresses and everything. I'm happy he's on this card, you know, uh, and, uh, you know, he's been a staple of Showbox and everything. So I'm happy he's making his way to, you know, to the, to the main stage here. Absolutely. So. Yeah. I know Steven's a big, Steven's a big, uh, boot tennis fan too. So, uh, so yeah, that's going to be a loaded card. It's going to yeah, be a loaded card. Yeah, but we never work with anybody. Yeah. We yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, else, you know, exactly. So, you exactly. Know. You know, never work with anybody else. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the week after that though is is the big double header, man, and and this has got everybody excited. Uh, you know, um, you've got the you know now now I've heard I always hear their name pronounced two different ways. Like when they say it, they seem to say Charlo. Is it Charlo or Charlo when you with with the twins? I call them whatever they want to be called. <laughs> <laughs> they do say Charlo. Yeah. They do say Charlo. I call him Charlo. Everyone, call him Charlo. It seems like most people you call know, him Charlo. And then when I hear them, I say, they say so. Charlo. And I'm like, is it Charlo? Are we all messing this up? But, uh, well, yeah. Well, let's, yeah, we'll, pro- we probably are messing it up. <laughs> yeah. So we we'll prob- go. We probably are messing this up, but. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
No, I was gonna say yeah. We'll, we'll, you know, we'll go. We'll go with Charlo. I mean, that, that's what I've, I've been saying for for years. So we'll, we'll go, go with Charlo, Charlo <laughs> just for the sake of consistency. Yeah. So Charlo, yeah. I mean, you know, Jamal. I mean, you know, this is this is uh, such a great fight. I mean, I, I'm a huge, uh, you know, Sergey Derevianchenko fan. Um, you know, I actually worked with him early in his career. I, I know what Sergey brings to the table. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that one, that one, you know, like I've said, you know, I, I think I said it uh, on Twitter to Kenneth. It's like, you know, with, with this one, you know, I mean, Sergey's been in there with Danny Jacobs. That was a close fight. You know, Danny won that. Sergey was mm-hmm. in there with Triple G. A lot of people thought it could have went either way, but Triple G mm-hmm. got that. You know, and Triple mm-hmm. G's been in with Canelo, and those fights were close. Danny was in with Canelo. Those fights were close. Like so, so Derevianchenko, Jacobs, Triple G, Canelo. There's not a lot separating those guys. So he's legit, like top middleweight. Yeah. Now, if Jamal like wins this decisively or even stops Derevianchenko, it's not just like a really big win mm-hmm. for him. That might just like he separates himself from the pack at, at middleweight. So I mean, this is a huge, yeah. huge, huge opportunity for uh, for Jamal Charlo. Yeah, you know, we, we talk about defining career-defining fights, and this is this has all the earmarks of a career-defining fight for you know for for uh, Jamal. If he can do this, and he can do it in spectacular fashion, he puts himself in a whole another category. Right. You know, he puts himself in a conversation that's you know that uh, that you know uh, that that a lot of. Um, that that a lot of you know great middleweights are are in those conversations and everything. Well, now you got to think of him as pound you know, for pound he, he for sure. Really, he vaults up the list, you know. I mean, with a yeah. decisive win. Yeah. Well, you know what? We don't we don't really have a lot of guys on pound for pound, so I, I sort of dismiss <laughs> those lists. Uh, <laughs> so, I so if he makes it, I don't really. If he doesn't make it, I don't. Really. <laughs> but um, but no, this is a career. This is a career defining fight for him. You know, Derevinchenko is just a. Uh, I mean, he's a. He's a. To me, he's a beast, man. Oh, absolutely. You know, he's a tough out. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, you know, and and you can and you can say what you want, whether you know it was just. I. I. I, I you know, I don't know, man. You know, he just gives everybody problems. He just knows he how gives to fight. Everybody problems. He knows how to fight. And he I, knows I, how to fight. And as I said with Kenneth too, it's like with Derevianchenko, like this, you know, this this validates him too. I mean, he beats Charlo. It's like, all right, you know, I've been knocking on the door, knocking it's on the door. Finding fight for him too. I'm, yeah. Now I kicked it in. You yeah. know, bride my big made win. Never a bride. Yeah. Right. Bride right. made never a bride. Yeah. 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 No, I love. I love this. I love this fight. Yeah. I mean, I love this fight. So. Yeah, I gotta say, of of all the fights, and and there's definitely great ones on, you know, coming up, uh, you know, for the rest of the year. This may be the one I'm looking. This one and say Loma and Tiafima Lopez. The, the, those two fights are the ones that I'm like looking forward to the most because because it's, yeah. it's just yeah. really evenly matched. Yeah. Top five guys in the division. You know, you know, hu- yep. it's huge for the guy who wins. Um, you know, they they definitely. Uh, yep. You know rise massively in esteem so yeah just a great fight just a really great yeah. fight 
And of course, great storylines. Yeah, great storylines. Let's not short the the twin man, Jamel. I mean, he's only fighting for three of the four belts yeah. at, at junior middleweight. I mean, you know, <laughs> finally though, dude, you you guys have been trying to put this like unification thing together like for so long, and it, you know, just as you're about to do it, oh, this guy wants to fight this guy. Oh, he loses. Oh no, you know, it's like there's been so many yeah. upsets at 54. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, talk about that, man. Well, I'm, you know what, and and, and you know, I, I know that there was an immediate rematch for J Rock in this deal, and you know, he said, you know, hey, look, I'm going to step back, going to let it, you know, let it let it simmer for a little while, and you know, good for him to to realize that maybe it's not so good to jump right back in, right. you know, uh, in in that situation, you know, and uh, and it just opened the way for this to happen. Right. You know, and this is one of those situations, like I said, that, you know, in 2021, you know, we get back down to the next step in the next phase of this. And I'm so happy that this wasn't kicked down the road to 2021. Right. And we get a chance to see this right now. This is, uh, you know, this is a fantastic matchup, you know, and, and Rosario is a very, very, very tough guy. Right. I mean, just, uh, just, oh, man, you know, I just. He was just unmovable against J Rock. I mean, he just you couldn't. I mean, he just wasn't going anywhere. Wasn't going to be denied. You know? Yeah, yeah. He's one of these guys. Like you yeah. know, I mean, people, yeah. people. You know, boxing fans. You really have to, you know, pay attention to what's going on down card on, on these PBC shows sometimes because this is a guy who's been on a bunch of shows, worked his way up. You know, got himself mm-hmm. into a title shot and 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 nailed it. You know, mm-hmm. when he got it. So uh, yeah. Under the got, radar, got, the, got but, the shot and he took it. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, now here he is. So you know, and 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 I like where Jamel's head is. He, he you know he came back against uh, Tony Harrison, and you know and and did his thing and did it in convincing fashion. That was a so, great fight. I you love know, he that comes fight, in, man. he Oof. comes in, yeah, and he and he comes in with a head of steam. Yeah, comes in with a head of steam. So you know, and uh, you know, you know what I love about the Charlos. They stay in the gym. These yes. guys are are not out of shape. They're always in shape, you know. And and you got to like that. They're dedicated to their craft. Oh, so, absolutely. Uh, so it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. So uh, it's going to yeah. be a great night. And uh, you know, it's it's like like you said uh, before. It's it's a double header. <laughs> you get like you know, yeah, a, a double dip. So what? Yeah. What? What time in the afternoon? I mean, yeah, have have you guys figured it out? Like what? What? What time the actual broadcast is gonna gonna start on Showtime pay per view? I don't know. You know, that's a pro. That's a programming question. Mm. I don't know what time they uh, are gonna kick off the first main event. I don't know if it's like you know baseball where you have the twilight double header. You know, <laughs> start one at four o'clock. Right. You know, there's you a break and intermission. By, hope, hope it's over by midnight. <laughs> Right. Yeah, an intermission, you know, <laughs> go get a hot dog, you know, get a soda, you know, take a shower, you know, relax. Um, go out and get a six-pack. Uh, yeah, I don't know. That's a programming question. Yeah, it's, it, uh, it, you know, it, 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 it definitely is going to be a fun evening. It definitely is going to be a fun evening, and you've got to just – and, I mean, it's just loaded. I mean, right. you know, both of, these, both of these cards are loaded. I can't wait to see – uh, you know Daniel Roman oh, yeah. against the again the dreaded TBA. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but Roman, I mean, so. such a great pickup for PBC. This is another kid, you know, humble kid who. 
who lost a couple early fights and 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 people kind of gave up on him a little mm-hmm. bit and built his way back and that fight he had with uh Akhmadali yeah. of that could have went either way. I mean, you know, and this kid, you know, had two titles. Yeah. He had unified yeah. the titles, and he that was a very close fight against the guy he was a decided underdog against. He's a hell of a fighter. It's real. I mean, he's a great pickup for PBC. So I mean, one twenty two yeah. is just. Lo- I mean, I, I can't wait. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to see the, all these guys <laughs> fight each other. I mean, you got Neary and one. Vargas and Roman, and you know, even scratching the surface, and all the young guys PBC yeah. has coming up. It's like, damn. <laughs> You know what, young? You 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 know what? One twenty two is becoming. One twenty two is becoming the new one or fifty four pound division. That's right. Absolutely. 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 Becoming the new hundred and fifty four pound division, where you have all in stacks of talent, and they're they're all available to fight each other. Right. And you know, there's no reason for them not to. You know, and 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 they're going to all make good matches and everything. But absolutely. Yeah, I I I love this. You know, I love both of these. Uh, I love this double header. You know. I love this doubleheader. Yes. Like watching, you know, a, a Yankees Mets doubleheader. That's you know, right. What, what, what better? Except what guys way? are hitting each other. It's <laughs> even better. Except <laughs> guys are hitting each other. It's like if, the, it's like if the, the Yankees and the Mets were allowed to use their bats. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of, I mean, one twenty-two. Like on on, uh, on I guess the the Jamal half of the uh, doubleheader. You've got uh, Brandon Figueroa who. Uh, you know who was very ballsy. Mm-hmm. I think his last mm-hmm. was the last fight, the one where he allowed the guy to come in like four or five pounds overweight, still took the fight and uh, and ground. You know, ground. I mean, that was just yeah. a war for for twelve rounds, man. Um, you know, if a Figueroa's in the yeah. ring, they come to yeah. fight, man. They're, 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 you're not going to get shorted. So, uh, you know, he's he's another guy at twenty two. Yeah. Man, makes for great fights. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't. Uh, he doesn't. He doesn't back down from anything, you know, and just, uh, I mean, his pedigree, his, his, uh, you know, his DNA is scrapper. I mean, yes. it's just, you know, we're going to fight, you know, the, the Figueroa's are going to fight. So, you know, despite his good looks, you know, his pretty boy image, yeah. this kid gets in there and he fights, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think I think so, we need to hook him up yeah, with like so Ryan Garcia's be, be uh, social media guy though, because <laughs> get him getting doing some of that you know beefcake stuff, you know, getting the followers. So yeah, good look, good looking kid, hell of a fighter. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So goodness gracious. So let yeah, me just man. jump ahead a little bit. So what else I, you got? I really want to talk about. Uh, I really want to talk about Javante Davis and uh, Leo Santa Cruz, and just mm-hmm. you know, kind of a little bit underreported how you guys have set this up. This is going to be for both um, the the super featherweight Leo's super featherweight title and Gervonta's, uh, you know, uh, or Javante's uh, lightweight title, right? I mean, both titles will, will be on the line. They're yeah. both coming in under both limits. Yeah, as long as as long as they come in at one thirty, <laughs> you know they yeah, got to both right. weigh in at one thirty. Right, and uh, right. we we know that's a tightrope back for my boy uh, Gervonta, but yes. uh, I have confidence that he's going to make it. I have confidence that he can do it, and uh, you know we certainly are going to be in for something. And you know I was talking, uh, I think I was talking to Kenneth the other day. We were talking about this matchup, and what, what you know people were like, oh Gervonta is going to steamroll. Uh, uh, Leo, and I'm like, nah, at 130, I don't think so, right? Because because Leo is a volume puncher, right? This guy throws punches in bunches, and while it may not be enough 
to knock you out. It's like getting stung by a wasp a thousand times. <laughs> you know, you don't want to get stung a thousand times. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. You know, so the the question becomes, does Leo have enough to keep Gervonta off of him? Right. Absolutely. You know, keep him from just like landing that, you know, that, that, that powerful, you know, shot that, you know, that, that takes him apart. But you know what? Leo's got a tough, rugged chin. I mean, yeah. Abner Mahrez tested him, you know, Fr- Frampton tested him. Yes. You know, so this is going to be, this is a very intriguing fight to me. Yeah, absolutely. stylistically, it, 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 you know, they're, they're very, they're very good. And I just like the volume that Leo has. I don't think he's going to get steamrolled in this. I just don't see it. And his you know, experience. And, and I think yeah. that, and his experience. And I, and I think that, uh, you know, Gamboa showed somewhat of a blueprint as to how to go about attacking, you know, Javante Davis in the last fight, even though, you know, Gamboa had one leg. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> one right. legged fighter. And hung in, and hung in there. Right. But, uh, yeah. So it's, uh, it's good. More intriguing fights on the card just from a stylistic standpoint, you know. Yeah. So. Absolutely. I can't. I, I can't wait for this. I can't wait for this one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think it. I think it's definitely going to be. Uh, uh, you know, because yeah, a lot of people are just like, ah, oh, you know, Javante's too big for him. But no, I think you're right. I mean, making making him make one thirty, I think is it evens it out a little bit. And I mean, mm-hmm. Leo, Leo didn't look his best mm-hmm. coming up to thirty, but I think now he's probably a little more settled into the weight, and you know, having gotten one under his belt. And uh, and yeah, listen, Leo. Leo hasn't had a big fight in a long time, but he's been in there with the Framptons, and he's been in there with Morris. You know, he's he's right. been he's been to this party before. You know, against a really skilled guy. And mm-hmm. I think you're right. Mm-hmm. It really does come down to can he take, you know, Gervonta's power, and and if he can, it gets really interesting. <laughs> it gets really interesting. Yeah, because yeah. like you said, Leo. Leo yeah. knows how to box. Yeah. He's a volume guy. It's a tough matchup for Javante. I mean, I think it's a really, really, really good fight. It's a tough. It's a tough matchup. It's a tough. It's a tough matchup. I mean, this is a, this is a star making. You know, and, and we already talk about you know Javante, you know, being an ascending star. But this is a star making turn for him, right? You know, to to meet, uh, to meet a, 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 a very very skilled veteran like Leo Santa Cruz, a guy that's been around a while. So this is a this is a star making turn for him in a pay per view. Yeah. You know, and I and I keep having to remind people that everybody had to start out someplace, you know, in pay per view. Uh, so, you know, why not start out for Javante Davis? Why not start out in a match like this? You know, uh, for your first pay per view fight, it's a it's a great it's a great matchup. So, you know, yeah, absolutely. I I mean, I think it's yeah. You know, I mean, it, it's it's one of those. It's just the fact that it's at one thirty. If it had been at one thirty five, I'd be like, eh, you know. I mean, I, I think that's just a bridge mm-hmm, too far for mm-hmm. Leo. But the fact that it's at 30, it, it definitely makes it mm-hmm. a really intriguing matchup. The fact that both titles are on the line, I think, is really interesting, too. It's kind of old Henry Armstrong, yeah. you know, <laughs> Lou Ambers type thing. But, yeah, uh, yeah. But uh, yeah. Uh, one yeah. more fight on, on Showtime schedule. I don't I don't mean to short, you know, Sergey Lipinets and, and, and I don't think he calls himself Little B-Hop anymore, but Chris Colbert. <laughs> Who are who are in great no, he fights? Calls him, he calls himself uh, prime time. He calls prime, himself time prime, okay. time. <laughs> prime time. Okay. Prime time. Prime time. I mean, 
great young fighter from New York. You know, I absolutely uh, love the progress he's making. And actually, the undercard fight, uh, Richardson Hitchens against, uh, you know, Argenis uh, Mendez. Step that's up, a, that, man. That's a that's hell a of nice a fight. Step up. Isn't that a nice step up? <laughs> yeah. Really that's even matchup. That's a nice step up, man. Yeah. yeah. Really good yeah. fight. Looking yeah, I like that. that. I, I'd like to. I, I want to see him stretch himself out in this and, and just see – you know, whether he can, you know, whether he can get there, man, this is a nice test for him. So we're definitely going to see where he is and what he's all about. I like this, man. Absolutely. I like this. I like that. I like that matchup. I like that matchup. Absolutely. No, it's a great, I mean, this is a really nice, you know, kudos to uh, Steven Espinosa, Al Heyman, you know, uh, everybody that worked on putting this together, Louie, uh, everybody that worked on, you know, putting this card, these cards together, Tom Brown at TGB, you know, they did a remarkable job with, you know, with assembling this, getting these signed. Hey, you're a manager. You know how difficult it is to get like, you know, a couple of fights signed, but to get this many fights signed and ahead of time, packaged, yeah. delivered, yeah. scheduled ahead of time. I mean, yeah. it's a it's a it's a Herculean feat, man. <laughs> you know, it's phenomenal. Uh, so you know, somebody's been working during a pandemic. <laughs> you know, I'm yeah, like, keeping like all of it quiet of it. too is been, uh, been a Herculean feat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the that's the biggest thing. It's like keeping all of this under wraps. But maybe it's because everybody was watching Tiger King on Netflix. Or something. <laughs> you know, you had a yeah. useful distraction. <laughs> distraction right <laughs> the last the last fight on the schedule too i mean is is to me phenomenal i mean i love it the ubali and uh nonito donaire fight because uh you know donaire in, in the finals of the world boxing super series against the newy oh man that was a great fight it was such a great fight and you're just you know like can donaire pull it off you know can he do it um, and he came up just short, so you know it's one more time. Right, right? he's gonna get seven years old. Yes. Oh my god! Yes, you yes. Know. Yeah, and Ubali's a you real know, tough but, customer. But you know what's intriguing about? Oh but, yeah, Ubali's not a yeah. That's not a walkover. Ubali's a tough customer, but but you know, I was at Radio City Music Hall the night that Donaire fought Rigondeaux. Yes, yes, me too. You remember that fight? Absolutely. That fight? And, Absolutely. I, and, I, and I remember, I remember, I remember, you know, rigging down, coming away with the win, and uh, Aram saying there's no way he could promote him. <laughs> 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 because because he, he he didn't like his style. He thought his style was unappealing. Right. But, you know, rigging down now has become, you know, that guy that, uh, that, that gets in there and goes at it, man. Right. You know? I know, uh, so, I know. He's a brawler so, I mean, now. We got an opportunity to see that rematch now after, you know, after I don't know how many years it is it would be, but we got an opportunity to see that rematch, man. There you go. You know, absolutely, absolutely. If, uh, yeah, if uh, you know, if 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 Donaire can 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 get over this bridge, but right. you know, we'll see. We'll see. Ubali's not an easy out, man. Not at all. He's not at all. Guy. Former Olympian. Guy. Yeah, yeah, really, really guy. good fighter. Really good fighter. For sure. For sure. Yeah. And and uh, I think he's one of like 13 kids or something. Uh, Is that right? I think his parents are, or, or, yeah. I think I did something on him because he, he fought on the uh, Wilder Fury undercard, I think. And I did something on him, but I think he, I think he's like the youngest of like 13 kids. Wow. And so, you know, there was some fighting going over for that, that <laughs> uh, last piece of bread on the table. In that family. 
<laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Learn how to fight his whole life. You know. Fighting his whole life, you know. So, yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's a, this is a, this is an outstanding card. I can't, uh, I, you know, you, you can, you can, you can poke holes in it and you can, you know, find something that you don't like about it. But overall, man, it, it holds up. It holds up pretty well. And, uh, you know, there is a, there is a certain writer that shall go nameless that, you know, thought the, the card was a pedestrian. And I, and I, and I asked him, I said, compared to what? <laughs> What are you comparing it to? <laughs> and and his, re, you know what his response was? What's that? Compared to the previous fight year, the, compared to the previous years that Showtime has done fights. And I said, you were the main person taking apart Showtime last year for having horrible fights. <laughs> you know, it's like you can't win. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. You can't, you can't win. You can't win, <laughs> but you know, it's all, but, but I get it. It's all in fun. And look, you know, we're, we're just trying to program, uh, fights for boxing fans and, right. you know, fights for people that want to be entertained and see 50, 50 matchups and stuff. And, you know, and, and, and build a new fan base, right. you know, and, and hope, and hope that somebody will stumble on one of these fights and, 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 you know, be converted and say, Hey man, that's a pretty you know, that's a pretty good, uh, that's a pretty good fight. And, you know, I, I, I haven't watched boxing in a long time, but I'm back now, or I've never watched boxing and I'm, a, I'm intrigued. I'm entertained. I want to watch, you know, some more. I want to watch this particular guy. So, you know, if you're trying to build a sport, if you're trying to get a younger demographic, you got to try to offer, you know, something, uh, for a, a new group of fans to tune into. You absolutely. Know? Absolutely. So hopefully we, hopefully we'll get that accomplished with this, uh, with the Showtime schedule and with the upcoming Fox schedule. So we'll see what happens. So speaking of that up, upcoming Fox schedule <laughs> and speaking of pay-per-view, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about, um, I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's been, you know, obviously this fight has been out there. People have been talking about it. just doesn't seem to have found a date yet. But Errol Spence and Danny Garcia, I mean, does it, it looks like it's going to be November and, 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 you know, maybe not a, a date set yet, but can we, can we assume that's going to be on Fox pay-per-view? Uh, you can pretty much assume anything at this point. <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> Good answer, Tim. <laughs> well, you know, da- look, we're not spilling any secrets. Danny has, Danny and both Danny and Errol have said that, you know, they're fighting each other next. Uh, you know, the, the hasn't been nailed down or hasn't been announced yet, you know, exactly what the date for that is going to be. Um, but, uh, it didn't show up on the showtime schedule. So, you know, you can, you can deduce, you know, <laughs> you can from connect that. the dots Again, yes. using your thinking ability and your deductive skills. You can deduce that, you know, it's going to yeah probably be on Fox pay-per-view. Uh, but yeah, we don't, we, we haven't announced it date yet but yeah that's definitely something that everybody should look forward to right right now fury wilder three is is i mean people are talking about december they're, they're talking about it at the at the raiders new stadium in in las vegas um is that something that's definitely i mean it's it's you guys are trying to make it happen this year right that that's kind of the the, the game plan I think they're working on trying. I think they're working on trying to make it happen this year. But you know, I mean, I have no idea 
Uh, I don't know when fans are going to be allowed to go back into arenas, whether you do it outdoors, indoors, or whatever. I I really don't know. I think there are a lot of variables that have to come into place. And as you've seen from us putting together (laughs) our schedule and getting a quote-unquote late start, uh, you know, they take everything seriously. They, you know, they, they take all kinds of variables into, uh, uh, into account. So uh, I'm sure they're looking very carefully at what can be done, what can't be done. And, um, you know, they're going to, um, they're just going to be very careful about what you, how you do it, because, you know, there's a lot at stake. Right. You know, there's a lot at stake in that third fight. So you don't want to, uh, you you don't want to run out and do something that's going to hurt somebody. So, or hurt it financially. So, you know, I'm sure they're looking at, they're looking at all options and they're looking at uh, every contingency. So Absolutely. greater minds than mine are working on this. <laughs> yeah, For sure. For so. sure. So let me, let me just run through uh, some, some fighters who aren't on the showtime schedule. Just uh, ask you, you know, if, if, if we can maybe expect to see them um, this year. Um, Obviously, uh, a guy who uh, who had a huge breakthrough last year, and then and then kind of dropped the title. And there's been all kinds of rumors about him lately. Uh, Andy Ruiz, um, you know, uh, people mm. are talking about maybe uh, mm. a fight between him and Chris Ariola, maybe in November. Uh, mm. Have we? <laughs> mm. <laughs> What's going on with Andy? <laughs> And he's getting himself in shape, man. He's re- he's getting ready. He's, Excellent. Uh, you know, so yeah, I, I I you know, hopefully we'll see him this year. I I, I pretty much think that we will. Uh, otherwise, you know, what's he wasting his time in that gym getting that beach body for? <laughs> um, <laughs> he could be out. He could be out like the rest of us eating pizza and wings. So. <laughs> That's right. Um, but yeah, I, 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 yeah, I think we, I think we're definitely going to see him, uh, this year. Excellent. Um, you know, he's going to be on the schedule. Um, so yeah. Cool. How about, how about my man, chief Keith, Keith Thurman? Um, I know, you know, last time we saw him in that awesome fight with, uh, Manny Pacquiao a year ago, how's he doing? How are his hands? Yeah. Uh, does he still want to fight? Uh, what's next for Keith? Keith wants to fight. He uh, he says he wants to come back in December, so we'll see if that's uh, you know if that's possible, and uh, you know put him on the schedule if it is, you know. So um, you know he has a willingness to get out there. He wants to get back, so you know, and he's had time to time to heal up and 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 get himself uh, you know all psyched up and ready to get back in there and and ready to go. Um, so. Uh, hopefully we'll see him again. You know, like I said, he wants to get back in before the end of the year. So we'll see if, uh, we'll see if that can be arranged. Excellent. So. Excellent. So what yep. uh, I love Keith. I love Keith. I love Keith too. I love Keith. I just love hear, hearing Keith talk. Yeah. I mean, I, I always tell people when Keith talks, it's, <laughs> it sounds like a superhero. <laughs> Every utterance out of his mouth, like a superhero in a comic book. Like, everything's just so profound. There's just so much meaning in everything he says. I love Keith Thurman. I just love Keith Thurman. <laughs> such a character. Such a character. And a great fighter. Great fighter. Yeah, I love Keith, man. I love Keith. 
So what was interesting that I found out on Twitter is that Gary Russell Jr. might be fighting Terrence Crawford next. I mean, I, I never thought I'd see that one coming. So uh, <laughs> what? What? <laughs> You've been what? calling Terrence out on Twitter, man, talking about like uh, the big brawl and the amateurs what? or something. So, so what's going on with Gary, man? He's fighting Terrence. What? <laughs> I don't know. I, I that's news to me. That's. That's that's definitely news to me. I don't know. I don't know what's going on with Mr. Gary Russell. Um, I haven't spoken in a while. Uh, you know, I, I had a phone call during a pandemic. Uh, you know, I, I saw him obviously back in uh, February when he fought Nyan Bar. Uh, great fight. Oh yeah, definitely a great fight. Um, fantastic fight. But I haven't really spoken to him since then. Uh, so I don't really know other than, you know, him getting in fights with people on Twitter and <laughs> podcasts and things like that. Uh, so I don't I don't really know what's uh, what's in the plans for him. Uh, he's still got the title, though, so uh, he's going to have to defend it at some point. Absolutely. Absolutely. So some a few other of my favorite and, and in the words and in the words of, and it. The words of Forrest Gump, that's all I can say about that. I don't know. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> so my, my fellow my fellow Pennsylvanian, I got to find out what's going on with Julian uh, J. Rock Williams. Uh, you know, what, what's in the plans for him? Are we going to see him uh, before the end of the year? I think that's a good possibility. <laughs> I think that's a good possibility. You know, I think that's a really – is that teasing enough for you? I think that's a good possibility. Awesome. I think that's a good possibility. Awesome. I think it's a good possibility. And, uh, yep. and, and another action yep. man at, at, at junior middleweight, another one of my, my favorite PBC fighters to watch. I always look forward to his fights. Jared Hurd. Um, we're going to see him uh, before the end of the year? I hope so. I, you know what? I haven't spoken to Jared. I haven't talked to anybody specifically about what's going on with Jared. Uh, but I, I should, I should certainly hope that we'll see him. I mean, obviously he fought in January, love to get him back in there before the, the year is out. Um, and, uh, you know, just to get him back on, on, on track, uh, you know, moving forward and getting him set up to get back into the, into the mix, uh, at 154. Uh, so, um yeah i i certainly hope that we can see him before the uh before the year's out cool cool now one one fight i know you know that... we still haven't you know we still haven't you know we still haven't announced the fox schedule yet right <laughs> you know that right <laughs> see i'm trying to break some news here tim you know i'm trying to get something out of you oh man you're breaking you're trying to break some news okay go ahead go ahead go ahead go ahead go ahead all right, so uh, one fight that at one twenty two we keep talking about one twenty two because it's it's you know what the roster you guys have is just really exciting and like, like I said I love Lewis Neary you got Ray Vargas mm-hmm. just so happens Lewis Neary mm-hmm. is Ray Vargas is mandatory is there a possibility we might see that particular mm. fight by the end of the year? Hmm. <laughs> mm. <laughs> mm. <laughs> uh... I don't know whether you'll see them two, uh, those two together before mm. the end of the year. Mm. I think I think there's definitely a possibility that you will see them before the end of the year, maybe in separate fights. Gotcha. So, gotcha. I would love to see them together before the end of the year. Yeah, um, that would be a dynamite fight. If, but I don't know if that's going to happen. That would yeah, be I don't a... think that. I don't. I really don't think that's going to happen. But gotcha. you know, we'll see. Gotcha. How about uh? Yeah. 
Mr. Caleb, you know what is funny with Caleb Plant? You know, I, I, as he was coming up, you know, I wasn't like a huge fan uh, as he was coming up, but I'm definitely coming around mm-hmm. on him. You know, maybe maybe that he's married to Jordan mm-hmm. now. He seems a little cooler to me. I don't know, but uh, <laughs> his last couple performances, he's Caleb, my man. He's he's looked damn good. He's looked damn good. So might we see Caleb Plant yeah. for the yeah. end of the year? <laughs> You you may you may see Caleb Plant before the end of the year. That's a distinct possibility. That's a distinct awesome. possibility. You awesome. may see him before the year is out. And you uh, may see him. You may see Mister Plant <laughs> and his lovely wife Jordan. Um, let's see, Mister and his lovely wife Jordan. That's right. That's right. Mister Brian Castaño is another one of my my favorites who I've been following since the amateurs. Um, might we see Mister Castaño by the end of the year? Yeah. You know what? Um, man, oh man! You know, before the pandemic, I know that they were planning to do something with him. I didn't check back on him, but like again, like I said, you know, we still have the Fox schedule, right, so. Right. Um, I don't. I, I. I really don't know. I know. I know that there were some plans for him before we hit the pandemic, um, and um, but I don't know. I don't know whether those plans have changed, and uh, I really don't know where he is. I mean, is he? Is he in the country? Mm. I don't know. Yeah, don't and know if he's not, he it might be. A I don't problem, know where he right? is. I mean, so. I don't know how the the whole travel bans and all that play into all this. If you got a job, or if you if you can, yeah, the whole travel bans and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. trying to get back into the country, but just... you know, I guess if you got a job or something, you can come here. Okay, um, gotcha. And I guess fighting would be a job. That's but a job. I don't know. I, I I really don't know about him. <laughs> I don't. I really don't know about him. Gotcha. So, gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Well, I mean, obviously, I could go down the whole damn PB. I mean, there's a million and one guys. Um, you could go down the whole list, <laughs> but but you do yourself a favor to tune in to the uh, to the August eighth fight between Jamal James and Thomas Delorme, where Fox will unveil their schedule for twenty the remainder of twenty twenty. Gotcha. So that will go. be that will be the How kickoff. That? That's the kickoff. <laughs> <laughs> That's the kickoff to the Fox uh, schedule. Yeah. Be August eighth. Thomas Delorme and Jamal James. Now, is there any title or anything on the line in that one, or? There is yes, there is uh, WBA something or another. You know, as a PR guy, I should know that, right? <laughs> um, I'm assuming interim <laughs> or a regular title, yeah. one of those, one of those titles. So those guys will be fighting for one of the one of the WBA. Yeah, yeah they'll be trinkets. fighting for. They'll be fighting. If I can tap dance long enough, I can fall for <laughs> release. Um, uh, <laughs> if I can tap dance long enough, I can call up the release. Um, yeah, there is uh, there is uh, something. Uh, there is an interim. Um, no, I think it's like a WBA title that's on the line. Some welterweight title, uh, WBA welterweight title that's on the line. Hold on a second. Okay. Uh, as I as I call up uh, as well, I call me, up the release that went out. I was going to say uh, this that afternoon. Hold on a second. Sure, it's not sure. It's not going to take long. I was gonna it's say, gonna uh, you know, uh, I could just keep on going with the list of guys. <laughs> you know? No, don't go, don't go on with the list. <laughs> uh, the interim WBA welterweight title. So interim, yes. okay, interim. it's gonna be interim, interim WBA okay. interim. Yeah. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, I interim guess... title. There you go. Gotcha, gotcha. 
One last guy, and and I know I, I will let you go. I know you got a ton of work to do. Um, but uh, one last mm-hmm. guy who who is either going to get back in the ring for big fights or he's going to become a huge rap sensation, Mister Adrian Broner. Um, is have you, have you heard anything from from AB? Can we expect him to come in back in the boxing ring? Is is he done fighting? He had a birthday. He had a birthday a couple of days. He had a birthday a couple of days ago. <laughs> no, I don't think he's done fighting. Um, I think you just got to find the right dance partner for him. Mm. And you got and you got to find the uh, you got to find the you got to find the right dance partner for him. And you got to find you know the right uh, spot for him. So, right. um, you know, um, and I, you know, I, and I, and I think that, um, I don't, I don't know where he's going to fit in. I got, I got to honestly say, I don't know where he's going to fit in, mm. right. You know, into the, into the framework right now, but he is, he, I don't think he's done fighting now. Okay. I don't think so. Not, not from our perspective. No, okay. maybe from his own, but you know, from <laughs> us, no. Okay. You know, okay. Um, but I love I love to see him. I I mean you know they, the the there are certain guys that are entertainers and everything. He's and he's such an entertainer. You right. know, love him or hate him. Right. You know you can't stop watching him. Right. Uh, he's like one of those guys. So you know whenever he is, uh, you know whenever he's performing, he's performing. Right. You know he's a showman. So you know you got to get that showmanship. And a lot of guys would, uh, you know, would love to have that kind of attention. Some of it's not good. <laughs> uh for sure you know let's be honest some of it's not good but he is an entertainer and and you know people uh want to see him fight and you can you can say everything you want to say about him but for the most part you know when he gets into the ring he does fight i mean he doesn't throw enough punches a lot of times you <laughs> right. know to, to win fights and everything but he does fight you know he's uh the, the madonna fight that he had uh you know he that was fought. a great fight yeah he fought back yeah yeah. yeah, it was a great fight. He fought back, so you know, and and people forget about how brilliant he was at 130 and 135 pounds. You know, somewhere along the lines, you know, he sort of, uh, um, you know, got off track there. But but somewhere underneath there is a very talented guy, and you know, I and and I really hope that he can get back to 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 being that guy in the ring, you know, at some point uh, before it's all said and done. Absolutely. 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 We'll see. Well, Tim, you know, always appreciate you coming on and and, and taking the time to to speak with me. Uh, You didn't, you didn't, you didn't ask me, you didn't ask me about Tyson. You didn't ask, you didn't ask me about Tyson and Roy Jones. (laughs) I, you know what? I'm I'm trying to, I keep trying to forget that that's happening. (laughs) Oh man. Can, 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 can someone explain to people who maybe don't know what an exhibition is <laughs> that this has been labeled an exhibition. Yes. Say, say, not sanctioning, but the, uh, athletic commissions have rules about exhibitions, right? Uh, that this is not going to be a knockdown drag out. <laughs> these guys trying to kill each other. That's not what an exhibition is. <laughs> I you mean, know, Tim, that's not, that's Tim, they're not, over 50. Can someone explain that to people that that's not what an exhibition is? Or is, are, are people so young that they forget what exhibitions are? 
Maybe somebody should go back and show some like old videos of exhibitions. Yes, yes, yes. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, you know, man. I mean, Mike hasn't been in there in so long, and, and he kind of lost the will to fight even long before he retired. And and he's <laughs> what mid fifties, and he's got gray hair. And poor Roy. I mean, his knees are shot, and you know, he got injured in his last fight. I mean, listen. <laughs> I wish them all the best of luck. I'm glad that they're that they're, they're they're fighting each other and not young guys, or you know they're 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 sparring. They're going to do whatever they're going to do in there for 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 whatever. But you know, I mean, I don't know. I I wish they wouldn't. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, and the crazy it's an thing exhibition. is, Tim, it's an exhibition, and and I'm sure people have come up to you like who who don't follow the sport, right? And and they're excited about it, you know. Oh, you know, Mike Tyson's fighting again, right? Oh, he's fighting Roy Jones. It's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> no, yeah. no, he's not fighting. It's an exhibition. It's an exhibition. It's an exhibition. <laughs> I think. I think the it, last. And, and, go ahead. And, and, and... Oh, go no, ahead. go ahead. I was gonna say the last, the last exhibition that I went to with like great fighters. It was after. It was after nine eleven. They had it at Gleason's, and I remember it was like Carlos Ortiz and Emil Griffith were in there, and you know Mark Breland got in there with Lonnie Bradley, and Jerry Cooney got in there with with Iran Barkley, and you know some of these guys even before were like making noise like they were going to be real fights, but man, they got in there. It was it was just very tame sparring. You know, no one was in there trying to hurt each it's other, man. Just, <laughs> nobody's trying to hurt each other. I went to Youngstown, Ohio, to see Mike Tyson in an exhibition, mm. and it was it was, and and the only reason I went was because the promoters promised that Mike would stay and take some questions at the end, mm. and and it was so funny, uh, you know I I knew Mike wasn't going to take any questions, <laughs> and right after the exhibition, I hung around like near the the exit of the arena. And uh, the guy was in, you know, in the press room going, yeah, Mike's going to be right in. He's going to take some questions. He's going to be right in. And I, you know, I I knew he wasn't going to come in. So I went like near the exit, uh, KG veteran reporter that I am. I went near the exit and there was a car waiting outside. Mike didn't even take a shower. He came like right out of the ring and like walked (laughs) past me, said hello didn't take any questions from me, just said hello, said, hey, Tim, and got in the car and drove off. And the guy was still in the other room, and, and I went in and I told another reporter, I said, I said, I just saw Tyson, he got in a car and he drove off, so unless he's driving around the building and he's going to stop right out in front of this door right here and come in that door, he's not coming in this room. And uh, he didn't show up. And and he didn't show up in the exhibition either. It was like one of the worst exhibitions I've ever seen. It was horrible. <laughs> but uh, yeah, but exhibitions are just that. It's an exhibit of old relics of fighters <laughs> that they're on exhibit. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, I mean, listen. I uh... well go to the Museum of Natural History. <laughs> you know. Yeah, listen, I'm not knocking the hustle, you know, if these guys are getting paid for it, you know, God bless them, but uh but man, oof. Yeah, I, I mean it's I mean but I just I just find it I just find it so fascinating that people want to write about that and they don't really want to write about real fights. It's right. just amazing. Right. But uh God bless them. So, <laughs> but anyway, I digress again. 
Well, Tim, no, yeah, no, no, that 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 one. Like, I've just tried to blot it out of my mind, but yeah, I mean, it's. it's I mean, the unfortunate part of it too is they stuck it like right. Isn't it really? Is that? Is it going to be like Mexican uh, Independence Day weekend or 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 something like that? They, they Mexican Independence it. Day is normally the day that yeah, it's normally the day that Canelo would fight. Yeah. So yeah, they took his date. So uh, <laughs> unless brutal. he's going to fight on that date, and then there's going to be a real uh, there's going to be a real battle for the. Pay- well, well, I forgot Canelo does the fight on pay per view, so it won't be that much of a battle. Right, they'll right. have the pay per view all to themselves. But so, uh, but still, yeah. you know, having to share well, a date with too, that maybe is... not too maybe not too dumb on their part. <laughs> right, they, they have to share the audience. So. True, true, true. Absolutely, <laughs> they have to share the audience. You got to share the audience. So. Awesome. Crazy. Anyway. Crazy. All right, my man. Well, yeah, really, I really. Won't ca- I won't cast. I will not cast any more aspersions on anyone. <laughs> so you're not going to get me to cast any aspersions on anyone anymore. So you, you've got everything that I. <laughs> That's that all I you did. got. That's all you got. <laughs> that's, that's all I got. That's all I got. That's it. I got. No, I got no more. Well, there you have it. There you have it. All right, Tim. Man, I really appreciate you coming on. Uh, good luck with the show on 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 Saturday and and all that's to come in 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 the fall and in the winter. Um, and really appreciate your time, man. Hey, Kurt. Always great to you know to to. to to talk to you, man. Anytime you you want to talk, chat. Just give me a shout, man. Anytime. We'll do. We'll do. All right, man. Take care. And that will do it for another edition of the Boxing Esquire podcast, presented by The Ring and RingTV.com, and distributed by the Leave It in the Ring Network. Really like to thank Tim Smith for taking the time to speak with me. Always enjoy talking to Tim. If you like the podcast, please leave a comment or a rating on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Audioboom, SoundCloud, or wherever you access the Boxing Esquire podcast. Really appreciate it as it helps new listeners find the podcast. And also, do not forget to check out my companion piece of this podcast on ringtv.com that will also feature quotes and background on the interview with Tim. And until next time, so long, everybody. What you was looking for?